Why, hello everyone, and uh, welcome to another exciting adventure with two guys fixing the world. My name is Mark Stallard, and I'm here with my very good friend, Ryan Jans. How you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's been such a long time since we last did one of these shows. It's nice to finally <laughs> hear your voice again. Um, so we're gonna con- mm-hmm. so we're continuing on our minimum wage um, series. This is, I think, I forget now, three is it or I'm not sure how many we've done. Uh, this is the third. Okay, um, and we're gonna talk, kind of talk about things, changes, and f- I said fixes and alternatives is what I've got written down. But uh, things that we can change to make the system better. We're gonna kind of shoot the breeze a little bit on things that can be done, and these aren't necessarily our ideas. Um, but we'll definitely uh, expand on them, and then we'll, get, we'll move then towards some possible legislation that could possibly help. Um, so that's going to be um, that's going to be coming up. But um, yeah, in the meantime, um, if you want to continue following us, we're on all, every uh, pretty much every podcast uh, platform. Uh, we're on. Uh, you can catch us. Pretty much all the details of all the shows are going to be on um, fixingtheworld.ca. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and all that other good stuff. Uh, you kids do these days <laughs> so and not just you kids uh like we've said on any episode before if you're a young kid and you're wanting to learn a little bit more about politics you're welcome to come join us if you're an old crusty salt like mark and myself you are welcome to come join us as well there's a place for everyone here um so we don't want to just say just you kids if you're listening we're glad that you made us a part of your day yep and thank you so much um mm-hmm. so there are, I think there are lots of things that we could um like can be done to change the current status uh, um, whether or not you're a fan of raising the minimum wage or you're a you know you're you're a fan of the raise it to 15 or raise it higher or, or even lower um, that's there is uh, fixes that we can do to the system to make things better for the people who are not making enough money to live on and uh, um, so you know we would need I think Really, we need a, a kind of a complete change to the system that we currently have right now. We've got a, a market system, and it's not really working particularly well, as we've kind of talked about in the previous episodes. Um, yeah, it, it didn't work well prior to the Industrial Revolution. It didn't work post-World War II, and it has not worked in the 20th and in now into the 21st century. So we need to stop pretending that it works. Uh, it only benefits... Uh, higher up, higher, higher people up in the corporation, up that that pecking order, so to speak, and uh, it does not benefit us uh, either in the middle or substantially lower to us who are in the middle, and even does not benefit even at all to anybody who's close to or at the bottom rung. Yeah, right. Um, so one of the things that uh, um, you know the, the, the system would need to change so that. Uh, companies would be would pay people based on the actual value of the work rather than the market value and that's like that that's the the change to the system that really kind of needs to happen um uh it's the whole the whole idea of a the free market is it um, as i think was the end of the last show was yeah so doctors make more because they're more highly skilled than other people and they're reasonably rare 
there aren't as many, but there are a lot of people that can clean toilets. Um, it's not particularly a high skill job, but it's a pleasant one. But there are probably thousands, if not millions of people that could do it. Therefore, um, you can ask for less money because there's more competition for the job. Uh, on the other hand, if we had thousands and thousands of doctors and only a handful of people who wanted to clean the toilets, well, doctors, you can guarantee in the free market, the doctor would be paid almost nothing and the person cleaning the toilet would be making the big bucks. Um, now, whether that's a, a realistic, uh, um, that, that would ever happen, well, that's, you know, probably not. That's, but in a, like, debate, but, 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 uh, in, but yeah, in a market system, a that would happen. So if, yeah, but that's the analogous. And, and even if you didn't want to go so far as the toilet, doctors don't clean their own equipment. They have other people who clean equipment. Uh, there are lots of healthcare aides out there who make a living changing bed sheets and emptying bedpans, sterilizing equipment, and they are just as important because if they don't do their job properly, someone can get an infection, someone could get really sick, or they could even die. Uh, if the surgeon doesn't do his job properly, people can die. It's the same consequences, uh, but it's just a different tier. Healthcare aides get paid a huge, uh, huge difference between a doctor, but they're not as they are. They are just as much. And even though there are way more healthcare aides than there are doctors per capita, so yeah. And I said, I said, I mean, the the whole the whole thing, yeah, does need to doesn't really need to change the. Uh, um, so one of the things that would need to be done is to kind of reduce the power of corporations and businesses. I mean, it's not just uh, the big corporations. It is it is them, but not just them. Um, but then when workers have end up with no power, um, which allows the businesses to kind of dictate um, the standards of you know, the, the standards of work, how much you're going to be paid, what you're going to do, um, because there are the because there are so many uh, people looking for work and so relatively few jobs, the employees just have to suck it up. Um, they can't really argue, they can't really fight back, and they just have to put up with it. Uh, because if you don't, there's always someone that that is going to take that they can find to take your place. Now, um, mm -hmm. now I think we've all probably known someone. I've I've experienced this a couple of times. Is um, arguing with someone. Well, not the my anecdote is going to be what you've experienced, not my, not, not uh, the argument, but uh, um, is that if you uh, had an argument with someone that was, uh, uh, it's yeah, you, you uh, I get if I want to leave the leave the job, I get to put two two weeks notice in. Therefore, the and the company gets to put two weeks gives me give me two weeks notice that they're firing me. It's the same. No, it is, it, it is exact. It is the same. It is equal two weeks equals two weeks. But it's not equitable, and um, what that what I mean by that is that uh, with a um, giving me two weeks notice, um, it could take me, and and it has. I've been in a position where it's taken me um, almost eleven months to find another full time job, uh, and now we're dipping yeah. into savings, uh, pensions disappeared now, uh, and so on. But a company, you give your two weeks notice in before. The end of your first week of uh, when you're working, you're working your first week of notice. Guaranteed, they can have three, four, five, six people in interviews by the end of that week. They can have the, the interviews done already, and by the end of your second oh, yeah. week, they can have you have you uh, uh, your replacement and still have time for you to train them for a few days. So this yeah. is not equitable, even slightly. So we've got to reduce yeah, that. So we need to reduce that. And we'll talk about uh, what would that what would take the, um, 
what would take for that to happen. Um, yeah, a little bit towards the end there. But, we also uh, have to talk about things like uh, legislation. We have to uh, legislate out the idea that part-time jobs have carry the same weight as full-time jobs as an economic prospect. So when they say that, hey, we've added 10,000 jobs because of our leadership, well, if 7,000 of them are part-time jobs, that's not really an ad, uh, especially if some of those part-time jobs are for one-third of a week uh, out of a 40-hour work week, if it's only 27 hours a week or less. That's not a win for anybody, no, uh, regardless of what the what the wage is. If uh, if you're well above minimum wage but only making twenty hours a week, you might as well be paying. You might as well be working full time at a lower wage. Yeah, actually, um, and that's that's actually a good point. Um, and we're going to kind of go on and talk. About, uh, yeah, we're going to we actually do have a kind of a solution to that. But uh, it's and, and I like it, and we're going to talk about it a bit more now. But it's that. The legalized or the legalese, the political ease, I guess, political language, is that when we talk about um, unemployment numbers. Now, unemployment numbers <laughs> are a load of bollocks, if excuse the expression. It's an English expression. It's a load of bollocks. I don't think there's a lot of kids watching this show. Where you can yes, well, probably the English kids will go, will, will giggle. Everyone else will go, what did he say? He sounds English. That's because I watch a lot of um, British TV. Yeah, but it's the, the whole uh, idea that... Um, um, is that uh, we're talking about um, there's only 5% unemployment um, and they're all saying but there's, the employment's only 5% or whatever is or 2% but that's not really true right? There's the, that is 5% of the population are actively looking for work that doesn't include people whose benefits have run out it doesn't include people that have stopped looking um, and it doesn't include the infirm or the elderly or people that cannot work for whatever reason. And so it's all of those people that are actively looking for work um, that are counted. And that's that's ridiculous. There are lots of people that aren't looking because they've just given up because there just aren't jobs there. And those absolutely should be counted and they're not. So um, one of the things that would have to change is we've got to change that. We've got to out outlaw that kind of well, careful there, careful family show. That kind of uh, <laughs> that kind of um, nonsense, we'll say. Yeah, it's, it's just, that kind of rubbish. Yeah, yeah. That kind of that that uh, whatever you want to call it, insert acronym here. Expletive yeah. deleted here. Yes, there you go. exactly. You can, uh, Bleep. So the uh, and the big thing for me is always that you know if you're adding thousands of jobs or in the in the sake of a U.S. when uh, President Obama was there. He was saying, "Oh yes, we've added like thirty thousand jobs to our economy." Uh -huh. Well, if if a third of those are part time, then that could be okay. But if two thirds or more are part time, that's not really much of an ad. Uh, you're definitely choking off. And we, it does come down to this definition of what we can get away with. And I think the the real and this is the where you get really crafty and this is you got to be watching businesses and this is the kind of thing that we really need to legislate against if they say we don't want minimum wage jobs that strictly refers to and what most most businesses would understand is they don't want jobs that are at the minimum wage for the hourly rate right they don't care that it that if you salaried out 1165 here in Manitoba to whatever that is that's just under that's probably like $27,000 a year. They're not thinking that of that in a salary, they're thinking of that in terms of 
I don't want to see 1165 on my paycheck. I'm going to pay you $15 an hour, but I'm only going to give you enough hours to make the equivalent of $27,000 a year, right. which is really only about 33 to 37, 33 to 37 hours a week. That's not full time. And when you're not full time, they can take advantage of other labor laws where they don't have to pay you pension. They don't have to pay you. You don't get stats. So you may have to end up working a stat. Uh, you don't get certain opportunities for overtime. So that's not a win. <laughs> that's no. not a win for us. That's not a win for uh, Manitoba or Canada as a whole. That only is a win to the the business. So we need to legislate this idea of one-sided businesses. Uh, yeah. The win only for the business. Everybody has to win, yeah. right? So if, if you want to pay me if you only want me for 37 hours a week, you still have to pay me benefits. You still have yeah. to pay me all that because you're paying me a higher wage. So yeah. uh, that all has to be in proportion and it's not in proportion if we look at it the way it is now. Yeah. And it's even worse in places like the U S uh, where they rely on their business, on the company that they work for, for healthcare. Um, it's yes, even worse. That's right. And where we know that our current provincial government is trying their hardest to break our, um, healthcare. That's only a matter of time before that disappears if we don't act. But that's I would, beside the point. That's a uh, um, that's something uh, off topic. Anyhow, that's another show for. That's another it, topic for another show, is, which we should probably is. talk about sooner than later. Indeed. Um, and of course, I'm, because I'm, I don't think all of us can survive palace care if it uh, keeps up the way yeah. it's going. So, well, palace not care. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So what, what I mean, what we need. I mean, what what kicked off the um, this show was a bit of history on minimum wage. Uh, minimum wage came with uh, uh, lots of benefits, I mean, um, days off, vacation time, uh, health and safety, um, you know, not sending children up chimneys, um, and rules and regulations <laughs> that kept workers uh, safe. Um, hour, hours as well. I mean, don't forget the, the eight-hour day is relatively new as well. It's around about the same time that people would be working mm -hmm. until pretty much until they uh, couldn't uh, um, keep awake. Uh, and so yeah, all that, all 12 that... hours was not an uncommon for yeah. a... 12 year old to be yeah. working 12 hours yeah and so not uh, schooling 12 hours of working yeah. in a factory and, and so cool <laughs> yeah so i mean that came about because the workers banded together they un unified became uh, you know came um you know unions um and the labor movement was um invigorated they worked together and they were able to actually you know use tactics like strikes or work to rule um, and you know, uh, ca um, uh, campaigning and whatever else—not um, campaigning, uh, protesting—and um, we're able to change the minds of uh, politicians to make those changes. And let's not forget that some of the protests happening in the U.S.—that's um, places like um, Amazon have actually raised minimum wage because they're scared that it'll be legislated. So um, some of the movements actually increase some of their pay, um, if not, if, if only superficially. Mm -hmm. So we kind of need that as well. We need, we need people to be working together, um, not as individuals, but uh, but together um, as um, a group that have the same interest. And we do. Yeah. And uh, yes. And uh, so we did touch, you did touch on unions there and unions are not a bad thing. I think there's been too much rhetoric about unions um, saying that they only protect lazy workers, that you're, all your, your money go to, you're, you're going to pay extra on top of that. Oh, well, you're you're gonna find they're gonna everyone's gonna find a way to take your money one way or another. 
you might as well give it to someone who's actually going to try to help you out. And I give this an example here, and this is uh, for my own workplace. I won't mention my workplace, but I will uh, commend. Uh, I work very close. I work in a, a subset of the electrical trade, and I work with a lot of union shops. And our biggest union shop is IBEW, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, local 2085 here in Manitoba. Man, they, they are some of the most outstanding and really dedicated and hardworking electricians that I've worked with. Uh, I do occasionally get the uh, I get the occasional guy who's not quite up to snuff or wants to drag his feet a little bit, but I get that just as much in the public uh, sector. I work with some electricians in the public sector that are that are work for public corporations, and man, they just drag their feet because they want to get their hours. They want to get their eight hours a day. Yeah. They have no intention of working fast. They want to get their time in, and that's that's it. Uh, so you can see it on both sides of the spectrum. Um, so unions aren't necessarily a bad thing. Can oh, unions no. go bad? Absolutely. They can start being self-interested and instead of interested looking out for the workers. But for the most, my experience with working directly with unions is their guys are just as, um, they're just as dedicated and hardworking as any other electrician that I've worked with. Yeah, we went out um, well, since the 1960s uh, in the US um, and then bleeding into Canada and the UK and the rest of Europe, uh, just demonizing unions. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly came coming out of the McCarthy era where anything on the left and anything that smelled of socialism was, uh, um, you know, was evil and disgusting and nasty. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, unions had a bad rap. Um, but if we want to talk about corruption, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, sure there, 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 have, there have been corruption, but let's let's talk about um, corporations. I mean, mm-hmm. they are set up to for a whole load of people to be working their asses off, so that a handful of people at the top can take all the money. Um, how right. how is that not a form of corruption? Where we do the work, workers do the work, and someone at the top in some kind of legal paradigm scheme get to keep all the profits. So, and then if as soon as you become as soon as it becomes profitable, they can make more money by not having you around. You're gone, and you've lost your livelihood. Um, there's a level yeah. of corruption there. That's you know it may not necessarily be legal corruption, but there's certainly some ethical um, issues there. Yeah, and you know what? It was interesting. Is um, I do work for a, a multinational corporation, which will remain nameless because I have an agreement uh, about what and how we share uh, things about our workplace. I will not divulge where I work. Uh, because this actually well, is, and you want to keep your job, that, you, you need your job, just like the rest of us. Yes, exactly. Um, but this is something that even was acknowledged by lots of people in our corp- uh, company. Uh, at one point, we were our entire business, our entire division was up for sale. So to make it more appealing to an, a potential buyer, they eliminated the warehouse position at our company literally had the branch manager walk up to the guy, no warning, hand us your, you're, you're done. We, we have to, we've eliminated your position. We don't have another position for you. You've been with us for about six, somewhere between six to 10 years. Hand us your security tags. We'll escort you out. That was two weeks before Christmas. That was awful. And a lot of us, we're sitting there thinking, well, if they can do that to him, maybe I better start dusting off my resume. Maybe I better start looking because <laughs> that was 
you know, and, and all that was, was just to save a line on the, on the balance sheet so that we could look more attractive. Never mind what it's done in the back and how much it's tied up other resources by losing that person. Right. So yeah. it's just, it, it doesn't help when corporations can just arbitrarily do that. And that decision was made by somebody who is in our head office of the head office of the head office, which is in the UK. <laughs> so somebody on the other side of the world made a business decision to make us look more profitable. So we all had to lose it <laughs> no. just so that the, the, the price would be a little more attractive and they could make a little more money on the sale. Yeah. That's brutal. That kind of stuff has to, that, that just can't happen. And, and, uh, and that's another thing that uh, is massive in um, keeping the the pay low for people is um, it's the, the the march towards a monopoly or at least a virtual monopoly where uh, in many fields we have you know maybe two three four um, big massive international companies fighting particularly we think of uh, um, the multimedia companies um, cell phones communications. Um, Go, I mean, go go to the mall and try and find a uh, a cell phone plan that's uh, uh, that's competitive. No, they're all exactly the same, and it's that same yeah. that same they're, idea. They're like dollars difference. That's yeah. about it. I mean, it's like you got a pen. It's like the, the free market is like a, you got a um, you know, thousands thousands and thousands of dogs all fighting each other, and in the end, you've got uh, five really big and butch and and uh, vicious dogs all staring at each other with a standoff. Uh, it never really gets down to one. But they're all looking at each other, seeing what each other does, looking over each other's shoulders, and just seeing, um, just oh, they're getting away with that, so we'll raise our price up a little bit as well. Um, to end the analogy already, uh, yep. and so you end yeah. up, and so you end up with uh, um, fewer employers, which means then that you've got fewer um, options of where you can work, and um, you get often. I mean, that in that way, you'll get companies that work together to keep the price down. To keep the uh, wages down, not necessarily, you know, not necessarily hand in hand, but like I said, looking over each other's shoulders, seeing what they can get away with, and of course they have the same goal, right? That's uh, hire people yeah. for as little it's money all about the, as can make the possible. Most money, yeah, right? yeah, it's just so, so that they can pretty much take the, the fruits of their labor and give it to someone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was a bit of a tangent. There, we'll just uh, sort of bring it back in. Uh, we were looking at different uh, fixes and wages for yep. minimum wage. One was to uh, make sure there's uh, de facto public support for low-wage corporations. That was sort of covered in our not yep. making a part-time job based economy and uh, paying you more, but the same amount. As well, that, well actually, that that, that, that point that point would be uh, for, um, um, so for public support. So uh, when you have uh, governments as well, I mean, yeah, there's the. Uh, the the us as as the public allowing them to get away with it, but um, when, when you right. have governments right. and you know, local governments, councils or whatever, who are hiring these small hiring these companies, uh, but only hiring the, the people that are paying their people, or, but only hiring the companies that are paying their uh, people decent pay, right? Um, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, and uh, so then so there's legislation we can we can actually. Uh, Tell, talk to your MPs, talk to your MLAs, say, we don't want to stand for that. Um, that's the kind of thing that uh, probably would get laughed at given our per current political climate in Manitoba, but uh, you never know. Uh, and you know what enough people say, we're not interested in that. 
well, you don't really have a choice. You won't be in power for very long, either by force or by uh, you'll be out by next election. So you do have to listen to your people, whether or not uh, you agree with them or not. You do have to listen to them. Um, One of the things that uh, a point that we've we've sort of skated around here is, of all things, many economists actually favor the idea of a higher minimum wage. They just ultimately think that there's more. We had talked about the benefits in our last episode. You can go check that out at fixingtheworld.ca. Uh, check that episode out. And uh, there's some great links and resources to show up some of the pros and cons. Most economists actually support the pro minimum wage going up. Um, it just ultimately is better. There's less ways to pragmatically argue uh, some of the facts. Now, we picked apart a few on the, on the pro side because no argument is 100%. But for the most part, two points were sort of picked apart on the pro side, whereas lots more we picked apart. And that's just us as a couple of guys pr- pragmatically arguing, arguing them out. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so and, one of the, one of the things that, uh, uh, one of the areas uh, that can help with the minimum wage too is, you know, make people, um, allow people, get, uh, let people, um, own the business that they're they're working in, you know, co-ownerships. Uh, we're talking about worker co-ops, um, you know, true economic democracy, um, which mm-hmm. will come from that. So you're an owner. You will, uh, as a in a workers' cop, you're not. And and if you uh, uh, decide to robotize something, you're not going to put yourself out of work, um, and so on. Right? You're not going to decide. Okay, well, let's sell. We're going to sell this uh, the company that we're working in to a multinational, and they can ship the jobs to another country. You're not going to do that. There are so many, um, you know, and you're going to be looking after your employees because as an owner, you will be your, you know, your own boss in, in uh, some respects. And I think that, mm-hmm. um, I think we'll be looking into uh, uh, worker cops and those other alternatives in future shows. We have to do a bit more research on those though uh, before we can go too far. And of That's course, great. we want to encourage entrepreneurs as well. So the self-employed. Uh, what I mean by that is that self-employed that have uh, very few, if any, employees usually working for themselves. Um, as well, so encouraging people to become um, you know, the business uh, leaders of their own, running their own uh, their own business. So you're not relying on other people, and then of course uh, at the same time you're not um, putting yourself in a position where they're going to take what you earn and you know only give you a little bit back. Agreed. And uh, we are getting a little bit short on the time that we've sort of set yep. for ourselves here, but we just touched on it a little bit with that last comment about automizing. Ugh, auto <laughs> automation and robotization. Yeah. Um, these are things that can add value to uh, a, a worker and should actually increase the minimum wage as long as that automate autom. Ugh, ugh, can't talk. As long as that <laughs> automation. <laughs> Good job, Riney. <laughs> You're not necessarily paid to talk right now, but that's what we're doing this for. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk. Uh, that automized uh, <laughs> Okay, we'll cut that out in post. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah, sure. No, you can go ahead. See, it's not a show unless someone puts their foot in their mouth. Right? <laughs> um, rah, 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 I'm reading my shoe right now. Anyways, um, that that process should not be at the expense of the worker. If it means yep. that you can actually remove the worker from a menial task and can do it in a much more efficient way and save money so that that savings can be passed on to the worker and you can redesignate them 
to a different area and reorientate what they're actually going to do, then that actually brings a tremendous amount of value to your business and adds tremendous amount of value to that employee and what they can contribute to that business. And that is a win-win. But currently we're not seeing that. We're seeing automated tellers and automated checkouts and automated this and that so that they can eliminate the workers. Right. And that is a much bigger topic than what we can give credence to in the next yeah, for sure. Four minutes. And we do have a note um, actually to do robotization, and we're going to look at that a bit more. And um, at some point in the future, we'll we'll do that one for sure. It's something that interests both of us, actually. Right? Yeah, um, within the sci-fi thing and the iRobot uh, and lots yep, of uh, different uh, justice for for robots. Uh, that, but again, that will come up. And how would you define worker rights if yep. you have a fully automated workforce? Hey, I said yep. it, automated. Yes. Well, okay, there you um, go. You can do it. Exactly. <laughs> but again, as I said, that is much more uh, broader than we have uh, for yep. the little time remaining. So, Mark, I'll give you uh, last thoughts. and then. Oh, we'll... actually, uh, let's just uh, we'll just quickly skip over, or not skip over, but uh, go through the uh, couple of points of legislation that will help could help fix it as well. The obvious, of the obvious being, of course, uh, actually legislating a, a decently high uh, minimum wage. Um, so it's not just scrapes you above the poverty line but takes you way beyond that um so that's something uh tax breaks for the poor i mean wow what an idea um you know maybe uh <laughs> and maybe looking at a pro- more of a progressive tax for the the uber rich um don't want to be punishing people for making money but uh the uber rich did not earn that money you can be be sure on that other people owned it for them and they they kept it um um yep and um we may be even eliminating all taxes other than that which uh, companies and corporations make, um, you know, the ones that quote-unquote make money, that make a profit, because as individuals we don't make a profit. Um, so that would be uh, uh, something we could we could look at as well. You know, maybe even running a, um, a jobs program so we could get full employment. And guaranteed, if we have full employment, I mean 100% employment, um, not, none of this 5% unemployment garbage but actually everybody that wants to work and is able to work uh can work you that that would mean then that the unemployed the people that are looking for work would be so much a smaller part of the market that the businesses will actually go out of the way to offer them more to attract them i mean literally that would in order to use the free markets to your advantage full employment that's the way to bring the to um you know for uh the people that favor a free market that's the true free market solution is full employment Anyhow, yeah. uh, we can probably look at all of these points that we've talked about today in other shows in other ways and expand them on a bit more. But yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and so I think we'll uh, we'll cut it off there and we'll bring it into land. Uh, so anyone, uh, if you're listening, thank you so much for joining us this week. You can catch up uh, with Mark and I anytime at fixingtheworld.ca. All our podcasts are up there, as well as on your uh, favorite podcast app we are on uh, all of them including youtube and we also do have another show uh, if you enjoy listening to mark and i go on we are also musicians as we've mentioned before <laughs> this is called the invisible man it can be found at the invisible man.ca or at it's all in the mind band on facebook and we have regular video uh video shows that are at least twice a month with a good friend of ours, Colorado Phil, from hey, the Colorado Phil, Phil Show. 
uh, on Facebook. And uh, so if you want to put a face to the voice, come check us out there. Yep. It'll be great to see uh, you. This has been a, another show for two guys fix in the world uh, with my good friend, Mark Stollard and myself, Ryan Jans. Thank you for making us a part of your day. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Um, goodbye. He's gonna fight you